0: Welcome
1: to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I've got a great show planned for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about NBA power rankings. We're going to preview the Cowboys when they take on the Minnesota Vikings, and maybe we'll get into some other things while we're here. We've got betting information out there for you at CashflowFlash.com. All our packages are up there. Head on over to cashwithflash.com, hit that link, pay your fee, and cash with Flash. We are presented by PlayUp.com. PlayUp Sportsbook is your one stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Go to PlayUp, log in, sign up, log in, whatever you do. And always remember PlayUp is your best bet. It is time to cue the music.
0: Jamie Smith, you are in the house. What's happening, man?
2: Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing?
1: I'm trying my best. How about you? Hey, same here, man.
2: Coaching's hard work, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it is, man. It, but, you know, it, it's a rewarding feeling when you know like, they're going to Correct their mistakes, and they gonna get. They just take a little time, cause this is the first time someone ever played real organized basketball. So you know, it's gonna take a little work. That's all.
1: Nobody but, cares what they do at age thirteen anyway.
2: Right? You know, and they and what what I like is they know my expectations. Like we're
1: not we're not gonna do mediocrity
2: and average. We, we're gonna perfect this thing. Otherwise, you're not playing. So, well, there you, know. you
1: go. Because your practice doesn't make progress; it makes perfection. There you go. I can't handle that. Practice makes progress crap. What is that? <laughs> Pro- progress for what? That's what, you know what that is? You know who that who says stuff like that? Sorry ass coaches and sorry teachers who really can't get the most other students. So they just find little catchphrases, you know, to make the Libs happy and life goes on. But the Braves, looking f- out for the Braves, I thought for sure, when Acuna went down earlier this season, that that probably would be deflating for that for that basketball or baseball team. I can't even speak. What what made it so what made it so special for you? Because I know you're a huge Braves fan.
2: Yeah, man, I'm a huge Braves fan. As you know, man, as other, other people know. Uh, what made it special to me, man? Because it's just see, they're a bunch. It's like a ragtag bunch. They're an underdogs team. It's almost like the movie Major League. You know, we got characters. You got lovable guys, guys who didn't, who wasn't wanted by other teams on the team. You know, just came together at the right time, and everything is clicking. So, um, yeah, they won 88 games this year. But ever since the trade deadline, guess who got the best record in baseball?
1: Well, the Atlanta Braves too. The you? Atlanta
2: Braves, yeah. A big part so, of that
1: was Charlie Morton, though, and it's Char- too bad Ed, that he's not going to be Charlie- able to pitch again in this series.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that sucked, man. But it just shows how tough he is, man. You think of of a line drive off your shin, then you come back, you know, still pitch, but you know, um, uh, he'll be back. They say he should be back before spring tra- spring training. Charlie Morton was was a big part, huge part. Also, the bullpen, the bullpen was lights out, as you can see in the in the playoffs. Uh, Mastic, um, AJ Minter, Will Smith, Will Smith was a little shaky. But you know he will lights out in the bullpen. This uh, uh, in the in the bullpen, Luke Jackson had an all star caliber year in the, in the bullpen. He's like the the ugly duckling of the bullpen. People, the Braves fans can't stand him because he gives up big hits, big runs. What you saw in the Dodgers series. Uh, but he came back in the World Series. He, he got two guys out, played pitched pretty good. But man, just timely hitting. Freddie Freeman got out his feelings about the contract and went to go ball out. Ozzie Albies is just a compact machine, a hidden machine. Um, these those guys like Jock Peterson, who's a great clubhouse guy. Yes. Um, Solo Power, you know, he, he found his stroke again. Kansas City didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, he found his stroke again. Adam Duvall led the majors in home runs. Uh, the the Marlins gave him back. But Eddie Rosario was the biggest surprise of all. Really? because He was pretty oh, yeah. good in Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota is pretty good. He went. He signed on in Cleveland, and he's been injured. He was injured in Cleveland. Right. They basically gave him away. Matter of fact, they they traded him for the Kung Fu Panda, and they released the Kung Fu Panda, and, <laughs> they, gave the, and they gave the Braves $500,000 to help pay for his country. That's how bad they wanted to get rid of this guy. And look what he's doing. Set a Braves Major League postseason record with the most hits for a Braves player, NLCS MVP, and he also got his hits last night. So, thank you, Cleveland Indians, Guardians, whatever you want to call yourselves.
1: Oh, they're the, the Indians. Cleveland. On this show, they'll always be the Indians. <laughs> the tribe. The
2: Cleveland baseball team, the <laughs> tribe. The, thank you for sending Eddie Rosario. He's been a godsend. Now, Alex, he has a good, uh, good problem to have in the offseason. Who did he bring back? Because all those guys are free agents. Uh, he had the choice. is uh, possibly going to have the DH next year, so they helps out. A lot with the decision making as well, and Acuna should be back in May. It's just the, the future is bright for the for the for the Braves, man. And shout out to Alex Anthopoulos, man, for for those moves. He didn't throw it. He didn't wave the red flag, the white flag at the trade deadline. He because if the Braves, it was like after the All Star break, they kept they went on this. I think me and you even talked about it. They went on this funky streak of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, yeah, yes, sir, yes, So instead of waving the white flag, because the the NL East is so bad, which we we have talked about, and he felt he had a chance to win it, which he did because the Mets, the wheels fell off. The Phillies, I don't have no clue what's going on. And he decided to make those key moves. And It started with Jock Peterson when the cooling went down, and it started trending up some. Then after the uh, trade deadline, we brought in Solar. We brought in Duvall, and things just started happening for the Braves, man. And you see it continuing now through the world. They've been the underdogs in all three series.
1: Oh right, I know they've been underdogs. They were underdogs at times this season, and I use them a lot for first five inning bets. The starting pitching was is very good for Atlanta, but I mean, that's something they've had for a long time. You know they have a system. Leo Mazzoni, he's a great friend of the show, and he he's one of those guys. He set it, he set it up right. And of course they go out and get people like Charlie Morton and it is a pity that he uh wasn't able to uh finish out the season and lift up that trophy or maybe even become the MVP because that kid can pitch. Eddie Rosario though phew, Minnesota's the one to mess that up. Uh Soler don't forget didn't he play for the Chicago White Sox originally? He, he played for the, he played for the Cubs. The, oh, the Cubs, played. yeah, the Cubs. For the
2: Royals? Then from the Royals down to Atlanta
1: with Joe Madden, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a funny name, Joe Madden. I, I fired him on this show, if you remember. But uh, you know when he refused to bring up Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant was on my fantasy team. I was pretty big in fantasy sports at that point of my career in life, and, and I was like, "Damn you!" Anyway, so I fired him on the show. I was working with Rush Olson, and, and I said, "Screw you, fire him." You know, but that name Madden, that's, not, that's an interesting name. John Madden was a great, was the greatest of all of them. And then there's a couple of handicappers named Madden who aren't worth a shit. And, and, and you know, those kind of things. But uh, my thing is tonight is the power rankings of the NBA. Week two. We're, we're in the throes of week two. And the Utah Jazz, we're looking at the NBA.com power rankings. These are nice. Utah Jazz—they're two and zero at the time of this, and now I believe they're three and zero. And they are—they are number one on the list, and I'm not so sure they should be. I, I just don't feel like they should be, you know. But again, we have to remind people that power rankings aren't really a a, a signal or whatever for success, you know. This is just who's hot at the right time and sports betters. I think it's important that we understand these things and that we also look at these power rankings to help us see why a team is so hot from the week before. Now, Utah jumped up four spots. Myself, I would probably have the Chicago Bulls in there. What do you think of the Jazz so far? It it, it seems to me like, don't we do this every year with the Utah Jazz? We do every year, yeah.
2: (laughs) It seems like every year we put them number one. They had a great record, great crowd. Yaddy, 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 yakety schmackly. Then the playoffs out in the second round. We do this. We do this every year with, with the Utah Jazz. I mean, you want to give them the, the best. Me personally, you want to tell you who I think should be number one.
1: Who's that? The Golden State Warriors. Okay, well they're number two on this. They're list. number
2: two. They're number two on the list. I've watched them because of gambling uh, reasons, but I'm just impressed of the way. Okay. I had a uh, – me and my friends were talking. I also made a post about Draymond Green. Okay. Draymond people can't stand Draymond Green. I like Draymond Green. Personally, but Draymond Green, perhaps outside of LeBron James, may be the smartest player in the NBA.
1: Oh, I, I agree. You know, he played at the same high school that I did well after, obviously, than I did. But he was coached by a gentleman named Lou Dawkins, and I believe that Charlie Coles was an influence for Lou – I think that Lou was um, already had already gotten into high school when Charlie took the job at Central Michigan, but uh, yeah, there's a kid, and then he played for Tom Izzo too. So you know who you choose to coach you it has a lot to do with your success, You're right?
2: And I and I take pride of that as a coach as well. I want to get your IQ up. I don't care about your skills and how flashy you are. Are you gonna make the right play at the right time to help your team win the game? Right, That is what I'm about. That, that is what I preach the most. And Draymond Green does everything right for this team. What is defense? What is bringing the ball up, making the right pass, the right play? You look at the Warriors right now. They don't have Klay Thompson. They don't have James Wiseman. They don't have the rookies they drafted, Kaminga and um, Moses Moody. They, they're, they're, they're playing with a sort of ragtag bunch. Uh, Jordan Poole is out of control. Got to rein him in. But you got JTA, uh they Lee, Steph's uh uh brother in law. Wiggins even looking solid this year. Um, you got uh Looney starting at the center position. There, there's you look at the roster, it's like, okay, they got Steph. They got Draymond and who else? But Draymond is the glue to that team. I've watched them this season. They taking Draymond out of games and teams go on runs.
1: Yeah. And that's teams not good. go
2: on runs. And that's not good. Now they the go Warriors the
1: are two and two side. against the spread, though, so they'll kill you,
2: right? <laughs> and that is probably and that is one of the reasons why they're two and two against the spread because they let teams do go on these runs, okay? Um, but in clutch time, especially the game against I was watching, uh, them against Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, that game was very impressive because Sacramento should have won that game. It should have won that game. it should have won a game. game going away, but just the perseverance of in the plays that was made by Draymond and the defensive plays that was made by Draymond Mun- in the Warriors that game got them the victory over the Sacramento team on the road by the way and them to be 3 and 0 in the way they're playing at a, at a high rate hey man look, I think Golden State from what i've seen has been the best team in the NBA right now
1: i think you might be right i like chicago but 7.25 points per actually there's points margin margin of victory is 7.25 points now that's not as big as utah at 14 but you know what that's got to be somewhere in there and and i think that you're right i think that what happens is draymond gets tired even when he complains and bitches at the refs Mm -hmm. there's there's calculation behind that also right Right. And, and that's something that is enjoyable that's enjoyable for me but we've also got now. Now they have the Golden State Warriors at number two, and that's fine. We'll keep. We'll make this fast. Denver at number three. Now I'm not so sure about Denver. Denver as a as a betting team, uh, you know, they're pretty bad. They're one three and zero against the spread. Their margin of victory is not so great. I think it's like and so that one and a half points. So they're a tough out, and they're two and two. Against uh, their win losses are two and two, but against this spread, they only cover the spread. Uh, and we know this for a fact. If you played my pick last night, 25% of the time, that's not good. Right. You like yeah.
2: Denver? Uh, honestly,
1: no. No, um, me neither. I like him better when I, Jamal Murray plays.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When Jamal Murray plays, I like them better. It just seems they're way known. It's almost like okay, Jokie is the star, but they want MPJ to be be the star. You know what I'm saying? It's it's mm. almost like this sort of a force feeding, a force handing type thing with Michael Porter Jr. and it gets them in trouble, right? It gets them in trouble at times. Like it got them in trouble last night versus Utah. They could have won that game. That was a winnable game against Utah, but they got cold um in the, in the second half and Utah sort of ran away. I know Jokie got hurt, he banged knees with Gobert, but still. You still have enough talent, you could have been way more competitive in that game. Yeah, they were they, it like they're missing something. They're missing a the piece. I'm not sure what 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 is missing, but they're missing something. Jokic is phenomenal, but it's something that's I know Jamal Mary's been injured, but it's something else missing. I think they thought Aaron Gordon was the missing piece. And he's just a player. Right. He started out good though last night. He started he, he started out good, but I think they I think. They figuring out. I think everybody in the league pretty much figure out he is what he is. Yes, he Aaron Gordon is Gordon's not going to be some special guy like when he was drafted out of Arizona to Orlando. They thought he was going to take on a Blake Griffin type of role, or you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. He he. They made that trade at the deadline. Good for him. He got out of Orlando, got out of losing situation, went to a winning team. They thought he was going to be the guy to get them over that hump. Instead, he just he's just a guy. He's, he's basically he's just a guy, so I don't know if they still have that piece yet to get them over the hump against the, the the elite of the Western Conference. Say what you want about the Lakers, but you see how they playing without LeBron. Once they that thing gets jailed together, look out! Look so out gotta, for real, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta, when that thing gets jailed together, look out. So you got that's you got to find a way. How am I gonna beat the Warriors? How am I gonna beat LeBron? Those those should be your two questions if you're in the Western Conference. I mean, all that best record and looking good and scoring, all that's great. But what is my personality, is my team good enough to beat those two teams when it mattered the most?
1: I think the only thing you can do betting-wise with Denver is play the under. The under is 3-1-0 um, in their games, and, and they play good defense. And, you know, you brought up the Lakers. The Lakers are probably not even in their top five. They have the Bucks at number four, Brooklyn Nets at number five, and I don't even know why that is. 76ers at number six, Suns at number seven, Hawks at number eight. We're gonna get That'll make you fired up. And the Lakers are at number nine. And I'll understand how you can put them there, even though they did lose. They were one and two at the time that whoever wrote this wrote this. But you know what? No. You know what? You've got a team there. And I know, again, these are these reflect the current status of a basketball team power rankings and not the overall thing. Now we're looking at it in a different way for you as an overall thing. Now the Lakers are 1-3 and 0 against the spread and uh that means they cover 25% of the time. That's not good. And you know what else about the Lakers is that they those games go over the 3 and 1.
2: Yeah. They went
1: over last night. They sure did, didn't they? And and they're going to continue to do that because Russell Westbrook isn't really a defensive player. And Anthony Davis, you know, I like Anthony Davis, but not really. Um, He's like, they call him glass in fantasy sports, you know. and, And maybe that's not a fair representation of him. But look, man, you're seven freaking foot. You should be dominating games instead of sitting in the trainer's room. It is true. You know what I mean? You I should got be me dominating.
2: A, <laughs> I got him in a prop bet tonight for for 10-plus rebounds.
1: Well, he'll get them against Oklahoma City. Yeah, sure you will. But your play with the Lakers, and, and I've got the Lakers on the, on the line tonight. I have laid some points. I think they're going to thump the thunder without Davis and without uh, LeBron James. And I'll tell you why. Because one thing Russell Westbrook knows how to do is win with garbage surrounding him. And he'll do that because he'll just take over the game. The Thunder won't know how to stop him. They won't even want to try. It's in Oklahoma City. Most of the fans will still be cheering for him because he stuck it out, you know, and then he got traded. But the Lakers, you're going to lose money with them usually, but this is a game they should win. But let's see what the Hawks at number eight. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure they should be ranked at number eight. Power wise, and that's down seven rankings, seven mm-hmm. places from the first week of the season. What gives?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think um, I think the loss in Cleveland may have dropped them down some. Yes, but but impressive wins against Dallas, um, and he got a win the other night against the uh, against the uh, Detroit Pistons. Right now, they're playing the Pelicans. Right now, the thing with the Hawks, too, once again, you got some guys coming off injury. Just <coughs> excuse me, it's the beginning of the season. Things are gelling together. Uh, I think they got to get their perimeter defense on the road together. there has been their Achilles' heel right now. They're playing the Pelicans right now, and that's how the Pelicans are doing shooting threes. So if they can get their uh, perimeter defense under control, they will be okay. Their their depth is immaculate, but it's a guy by the name of Cam Reddish.
1: Yes, he had a is, great game last night.
2: Yeah, he he's had a
1: great game every night,
2: <laughs> and I think, I think it's gonna pave the way to a trade maybe coming at the deadline, depending on what his team is at. Now I'm not saying they're gonna trade Cam Reddish, but they may trade some people to get Cam Reddish more playing time.
1: Well, that's because right, happen.
2: Cam Reddish can start on any team in his in his league. The way he's playing, he can start on any team in his league. Just being completely honest with you, you can go look through start, right now. He he can start on the Lakers. You be tell me Kent Bazemore better than Cam Reddish? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You can go to Brooklyn. You can go to Milwaukee. You think Grayson Allen's better than Cam Reddish? Heck no. Um, Dallas could use Cam Reddish. Say that much.
1: Sure, that's um, but what would they sure. give? What would you want in return for a Cam Radish? Uh,
2: <laughs> that's a great question. I don't know. Um. I, the reason I make that joke about the Cam Reddish is because that was the pick that was thrown in the Luka and Trey deal. You know, just a throwaway pick that it turned out to be Cam Reddish. So um, I'm not sure who they were, but I think Bogey may be a guy, maybe maybe Package, package Bogey and some draft picks maybe. A lot of the core Hawks fans want to see this team, see how far they can go together. Me, personally, I do want to see how far they can go healthy, but I just think they – Missing a player to, to get them all the way over the hump, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're young, they're exciting. I love them to death. <laughs> I, I was talking. I'm, I'm gonna say this name, and I was getting a side eye.
1: Ben Simmons would work on this team. Oh, he would really work that defense. He would. Re- that defense has been very impressive, by the way. Uh, the under when you play the Hawks under, you're two one and zero. Oh. And that's important. Their winning margin is like twelve point six seven points per game. And they get a little more defense. They get a kid like Ben Simmons. I think you're going to have to give them a lot more than just Cam Reddish, though. Yeah, and more than Bogdanovich. You're going to have to give a half the kitchen sink. I heard they want three first round picks.
2: At this point in the house, I give them the picks. We're done drafting. <laughs> I, Travis Link is done. I'm done drafting. Jalen Johnson and Sharice. To, to attach to some players to get a, a guy a big guy here i'd do it hands down sure why the, not the contracts are movable Bogies, galanari's all all those contracts are movable throwing some draft picks i think they can get a guy here i think there's one i'm not sure what the piece i, I said Ben Simmons. i just think they're one piece away from being nba champions
1: uh, that's possible. That's very possible. This week, they got a tough one. They played Detroit yesterday. They have New Orleans tonight. Then they have to go to Washington and Philly. So that's a tough week for them. Um, Let me see. Let's breeze through this. Memphis Grizzlies. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies don't look too shabby. They're 3-0 and against the spread. That's a good thing. Their winning margin is 4.67. The thing is, is most of those games go over because they don't play much defense. They're 3-0. and The over is 3-0. and when Memphis plays. Do you like Memphis?
2: Yeah, I like I like them. Don't love them. I, they, that's another team that's missing something. I think another perimeter player to go with John Morant, because it's just John Morant in the temptations right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. John Morant is turning it up a notch. He'll probably be an all-star this year, but they still need another piece. They still need another piece. To go with John Morant, uh, if they want to be taken serious in the West, the last two years they've been in the whole play-in playoff situation, wild card situation, and they haven't got their eight seed yet. That they, they need to make a trade for somebody and to help them get to that point. They got rid of Grayson Allen from, and they got be, quit being cheap too. The whole Jonas and Stephen Adams trade—I I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Something about salary. Uh, the Grayson Allen trade about Saturday. Hey, but I understand though. The, the uh Desmond Bain, they want to give him some more playing time. He's come, he's come to fruition. He's played excellent. Uh, the second year player, um, after almost twenty a game, I believe. Uh, Desmond Bain, and also um, the other kid, um, uh, Milton. You know, Oh he, yeah, Melton
1: is a nice player. Yeah,
2: yeah, Milton, Milton is a prop. Let me tell you, if you want to bet on on NBA props, you go look at the um uh, Bet on DeAngelo, uh, anthony Milton. He'll get you some money every night.
1: <laughs> He'll get you some money. Every yes, night. he will. Know. Yes, he will. I don't usually do props, but yeah, that's a good play. But you know, Chicago, they've got Chicago in these power rankings. They're four and zero now, and they're eleventh. They were twenty sixth the week before, and I know they won against a couple times against the Pistons, and they beat the Pelicans. But you know what? They won. You know they won, and, and they're four and zero against the spread too, and, and that's kind of, that's money and, and in this world. That's money. You know the the over is two two and zero, and they're winning by ten points or more. So or ten points per game. So that's their average. That's not a bad team. Yeah, they they against crappy teams. They're not bad. I don't know yeah. what they're going to be like when they play against Miami, for example, but we'll
2: see. Well they got well they got uh Toronto again. And um well they got they got the Knicks. They got a game against the Knicks coming up. Right. And then Utah. So we shall see. Uh but they're doing what you're supposed to do. Beat the team you're supposed to beat. Yeah, I mean, I can't hate on their schedule. The Bulls were awful last year. They sure so were. so we can't look at them this year like, oh, they beat the Pistons. Oh, they beat Yeah, they made some key offseason moves, but last year they were terrible they were well, got awful last year. So yes, them beating the team they are supposed to beat hey, in the in the Pistons, a division rival. Hey, good for them. Kudos to him. I think uh DeMar DeRozan has brought sort of a common factor to to that team. Um like I said about that like other teams I said that missing piece. That piece that – DeMar DeRozan would have been a missing piece for a lot of teams. DeMar DeRozan is it would be a missing piece for He can be that third score maybe fourth score that you need to get you 20 points in a bind. You get know what I mean? Right. Um uh, and, and the Bulls have done a great job there. they're getting Lonzo ball. Um Lonzo, he's gonna he's gonna get his 13, four and five. that, that, that is Lonzo. He's gonna he's gonna get you that every night. But Vucevic man, Vucevic has benefited the most. Uh even if 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 Zach Levine he's been off, cause he has been off a couple of games. Yeah. Some games he's looked phenomenal, some games he's been off vukovic has been the, the constant guy for that team he was on stopping in orlando now you put some actual talent around vukovic look out man look out for him oh uh, but the bulls man like i agree with you, man the bulls have been playing some good basketball i think them so too. And, them and the team right behind them the charlotte hornets
1: now the charlotte hornets has also played well they're 3-1-0 oh against the spread and their winning margin is an average of four point two five points per game. Now tonight they have a tough one, and I I think they're playing. Who are they playing tonight? They're playing Orlando, and they're down by five in the third quarter right now. But uh, you like Charlotte?
2: Yeah, man, I like Charlotte because what Lamelo Ball is doing is the same thing what a Trey Young did, a Steph Curry did, a John Morant did. Completely changed franchises around. Nobody could give two craps about the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball has made them somewhat of lead pass darling borderline butch watch every night. He got them guys. He, Jordan has drafted a bunch of guys who can run and jump. Now he got a facilitator and a and a sort of a uh 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 a leader of that to get them guys in position. And you seeing his work? He's gonna Lamelo's gonna be an all star this year, I think. And he got those guys playing. If you want to say above their means or over their head, fine. But he got the Charlotte Hornets back to Bud City. He got the, <laughs> they've played some good basketball. They had a heartbreaking loss the other night against the Celtics. But just for saying that, just saying that they had a heartbreaking loss against the Celtics has shown where they've come
1: from. Within the last two seasons. Well, you, you got know? that right. You know Miles Bridges is also having a great year. Yeah, he is. and he was good last year, if you remember. So I mean, that's not so bad. We'll have to wait and see. Now Charlotte, though, let's see where they're three one and zero against the spread and the over. If you if you're really interested in what Charlotte does, because their defense is pretty shaky, uh, they're three one and zero against the spread or uh, as an over three one and zero on the over. The over is three one and zero. I can't even speak tonight for some reason. It's been a long day. But you know what What we have, too, is we have the Miami Heat. Now, Miami, the Miami Heat are 2-1. They have the highest winning margin of 16 points per game average. They're 2-1-0 oh against the spread and the under, obviously, because they do play defense, is 1-2-0. Oh. You like the Heat or no? You think they're a paper tiger? Yes. Yeah,
2: Kyle Lowry yeah. doesn't impress me at all, dude. They're a paper tiger, folded, folded up in two. Yes. I, you know, I, you know my feelings on the Miami Heat. Yeah, I, 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 don't trust them at all. I, I, I don't. I mean, they, yeah, the, uh, the media love when they got Kyle Lowry. Oh, that's all they need to go. What's the difference between him and, and Gordon Goran Dragic right now? Uh, besides injuries, nothing. Yeah,
1: nothing. He brought Dragic yeah. off the bench and he dominated. <laughs> Maybe right. you have to do that with Kyle Lowry too, but I don't think paying him all that money is gonna make that happen.
2: And he's been and he's been hurt as well with an ankle injury, so he hasn't been putting putting in too much uh as well for the uh for the Miami Heat. I don't like the Miami Heat. I just think they're 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 overhyped. Like you say, a paper tiger. I think that's what they are. Uh yeah, they beat Orlando, but they got they got Brooklyn coming up. sharp. them and shard is gonna be pretty good. And they gotta go to Memphis, so Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, PJ, the PJ Tucker, they don't move the move the needle for me at all. No. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. But it just seems like the NBA want them so bad for some reason to be good than what they actually are. And they are, and they are what they are.
1: You know what? I don't think, and I'm gonna probably catch out for saying this, but I don't think Jimmy Butler's a winner. I don't think so at all. I think when it matters most, he ain't around. Okay, two years ago in a bubble, yeah, okay. But look, he's been in had a half a dozen stops, right? Three or four stops. What did Chicago? What did Chicago win with Jimmy Butler? Nothing. Um, then he went to Minnesota. What did he win there? Uh, other than a, somebody else's girlfriend.
2: Uh, he won a pickup game with the backup players.
1: Yeah, he did, and he bragged about it. But what did they win? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And, and he's then he went to Philadelphia, and what did Philadelphia win? And what has Miami won since he's been there? And, and you can count that on. Keep that where it is. Nothing. You know, I I love this guy because he comes to work every day, but I think he's a problem. And when you're when you're alienating your teammates. That's never a good thing in a team sport, you know? I, I know we're supposed to be, we're all professionals and all that, yada-da. Yada, but that ain't the way it always is. And, and I think as long as he has that attitude that he just is better than everybody else, he's going to have real troubles. Real troubles. You mentioned the Mavericks. They've got them ranked 14th. That's down six spots. What do you like about Dallas? Um... Honestly, nothing. Yeah, they Luka. didn't cover last night. did they? They fell apart. They, they lost by half a point on against the Sprag. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bad roster. Yeah. They
2: got to do so they got to figure out what they're going to do with Previn. You can't they, you can't let this linger on anymore. It is it, it's bad. I think it's bad for it's bad chemistry. It's bad in the locker room. It's bad on the court. Uh Lucas out of shape. The team is the, the roster is terrible. Jason Kidd just looking around like, all right, you got to see what's going on. Um, The way Jason Kidd wants to play, he don't have the players there to play that way. He want to get up and go and run up and down the court. They don't have those players. They got a bunch of slowdowns, spot-up suits.
1: That's what they have. You want to you hear an interesting stat? The Mavs scored 70 points on 94 offensive possessions with both Doncic and Porzingis on the floor. But 83 points and just 63 possessions with Doncic on the floor without Porzingis. Now that big win, that come-from-behind win, you know, Porzingis didn't have much to do with that. I don't know what happened. I think, you know, when you're 7 foot and you hurt your knee, that's pretty much the end. That's what I think. I think he's a figment of what he was and, uh, or a small sample of what he was with the Knicks. And I, I just think that uh, too much is expected from him. I think you should bring him off the bench. Let him be a sixth man. Let him come in and fill him some roles because it's obvious for whatever reason that he and Doncic don't play well together. Now the Knicks, the Knicks, Kemba Walker did some damage the other night against us, killed us. But uh, I'm a Knicks fan. I I love the Knicks, but Kemba Walker isn't going to go eight for 14 from three. No, he's not going to do that. And, And the Knicks though, if you're betting the Knicks, and I would think that you should. Because the New York Knicks right now, and I just scrolled past it, Jay, but the Knicks, where are my Knicks? Come on. The Knicks, yeah, number 15, but I've got some betting information. Oh, they're and 3-1-0 and against the spread, and the over is 3-1-0, and and their winning margin is nine points per game. That's not too bad, really. Their defense, you know what got them places last year was their defense. And that defense is not there. They're allowing almost 110 points per game, as their uh, over/under record of three one and zero suggests that that defense is slowed down. Do you think they can bring it back, or do you think they care?
2: <clears throat> nah. I, let me tell you what happened. Hmm. Some Nick. Well, most Knicks fans. Okay, all right. You go to Madison Square Garden right now. What do they still chanting?
1: Ugh. I, I can't I can't even begin to imagine. It, it the the with no the vaccine hell. thing is a big thing there now. You said what? The vaccine issue is pretty so big
2: it, there. It, it, there's chance something in Man's Square Garden right now because of a point guard in Atlanta.
1: Oh, uh, they're still pissed off at Trey yeah, Young? Yeah, and
2: it's, it's still pissed off at Trey Oh, it's they need pissed. to stop that. It's still, it's still pissed off. They should let have got
1: what, pissed off at Julius Randle for choking that series.
2: Let me tell you what happened, man.
1: Or yeah, playing the I'll way he up is. Up. Or playing or being himself. I don't know yet.
2: The 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 Knicks sacrificed their off their defense to get to go get offensive players because they was exposed in their Hawks series. They they figured to um they looked and saw that that old Ball is not gonna get them some type of championship. They they, they pretty much they got rid of Bullet. Um, they got the, the whole they brought in every Fournier, they brought in Kimber Walker. Those are not defensive stalwarts. Those are guys who gonna score. So they, so the defense will never be the same again because the whole mindset has changed. They brought in scores to score more points. They're trying to outscore a certain teams, especially the team in Atlanta, right. because <laughs> because that's the team that put them out in five, and they was embarrassed about that because they saw that their offense didn't produce enough. Their defense wasn't on par in that series. But the offense could produce enough points, so when the offense what they do in the offseason, they re, they reloaded. Evan Fournier, Kimber Walker, this, that, and the other, and now the defense has suffered because of that. You know, New York strong, gritty. You know, you you want people love that grit and grind type of attitude and style of play. But like back in the nineties, you know, Julius Randall just overpowering this, that, now they go into more of an offensive oriented team. And therefore you get Cole drop dropping 28 points on you in the garden. You know, so you got it's, it's a picky poison type of situation. They're not they're gonna play great defense currently as that team has constructed in the in the moves that they made and still want to outscore people. It's like they chose, they, they, they made their bed. They wanna they wanted more offense. So something had to suffer. And that was
1: their heart. Yeah, that was a tough one there, I gotta say. That was very tough. The Knicks, though, the Knicks just aren't getting it done, man. Evan Fournier had a big night opening night, and you know what? They are who they are. But if they don't play defense like Tibbs wants them to, he's going to work them to death, and they're going to have big trouble. And that's just the way it is. I don't understand what's happening there, but they are pretty good when it comes to betting them. They're 3-1-0 against the spread. And, uh, but the over is 3 1 0. Their winning margin is 9. The Clippers. Now, the Clippers are 1 1 and 2 this season, but they're 2 1 0 against the spread, and the defense has been there. The under is 2 1 0. You like the Clippers?
2: You know, I've been sort of impressed with them without, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um,
1: yeah, for now they look okay.
2: Yeah, they look okay. They look okay. This is about as good as you're going to get without, without, uh, without without kawhi Leonard. now what i would do is i they may seeing where they at they may have to make a they may have to make a deal may have to make a trade we don't know but i mean i can't ask for much more than what they're getting right now considering the circumstances so you know uh yeah paul george he's he's been playing awesome um reggie reggie jackson been playing okay um more time for Zubac. Inside, so you know it's just one. Of, it's just one of them things, man. You you just got to see how this thing gonna go. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to come out like a blaze of glory in the house of fire this season without Kawhi Leonard. But I think like the, the okay, the the Golden State game impressed me a whole lot. You know, those guys winning in and fought.
1: Right, they they went, were.
2: They, yeah. they, they went in fought. I thought they was gonna get blown out. Instead, they covered. <laughs> they covered their spread, you know. So. We shall see, man, with with, um, with the L.A. Clippers. But I think that without having Kawhi Leonard, they are what they are. But they got coming up Cleveland at Portland. I mean, they got some winnable games here I'm looking at. So we, we, we shall see. They may move up next week.
1: They could. Now, what about the Boston Celtics? Now, one of the things, they used to be money from a gambling standpoint. They're 2-2-0 and against the spread. They're 2 and 2 as a real team and they're the over is 2-2 two, two and o. Oh. The margin is -3.75. They're getting outscored, they're not playing defense and I think the biggest problem that Boston has is that Marcus Smart is starting on that team. If Marcus Smart starts, you're in big trouble. He's used to beating up on the benches, man. He can't play against the big guys. Yeah? And
2: hey, man, you're not going to get an argument for me. I know it's some it's some very uh uh, what, you, what, what you can say?
1: It's some Celtics
2: fans who are very emotional.
1: Yeah, and, and delusional, delusional, too.
2: Delusional, as Well, the Celtics,
1: they've
2: been trying to get a point guard since Isaiah Thomas. They haven't had one since. They, they out there got guys masquerading around as point guards. Kyrie <laughs> Irving, Kemba yeah, Walker. Kyrie Irving, Kim, Walker. Now they got Schroeder out there, whatever. And it's not working. they They don't have an inside game. They don't have a point guard. They got two guys who can put the ball in the basket. That is it.
1: That is it.
2: <laughs> that is that is all they got. Robert Williams, yeah, he's a big guy. But are you going to give it to him and say, hey, Robert, go do your thing? No, he's a lob and catch guy. That, that is Robert Williams. He's lob and catch guy, play a little defense. Uh, the, the bench is then to, to brag about. Uh, I do like Peyton Pritchard. I, I like what he bring Grant Williams at times. But the, Al Horford, probably the hardest playing person on the team defense wide and that's a problem. That's an issue.
1: That's a that big issue.
2: Where Al Horford's your best big, pretty much, <laughs> we got problems. And it's more... Per- I like the coach because he's not with the, with the with the BS. There's one thing I can say. That new coach, um, I forgot how you say his name, Uduka.
1: Yeah, Uduka,
2: but, yeah. Uh, Udu- Uduka. He's not... Yeah, he's not with the foolishness. He's not with the foolishness at all. So... Uh, I think that he's gonna to go to Brad Stevens or Brad. They got to talk about some. something got to happen with the, with the Double J brothers. Some get, got. This team is not balanced. I mean, you got to bring in. You got. To, you got to balance this team out and see what you can do. Tatum thinks he's Kobe and he's not Kobe. Jalen Brown thinks he's better than Jason Tatum, so it's almost like a competition every night
1: with these two. Well, I think Jason. I think Brown, Jalen Brown, is better than Tatum. Oh,
2: so, I'm not arguing. I'm, just, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they don't have a clue over there. And, and you know what? If they make the playoffs or even the play-in, that they should consider themselves lucky. Now, this list has Brooklyn at number five, and you know, no, um, Brooklyn is two-two and zero against the spread. They the under is four and zero because they aren't scoring the ball very well. And they've got a minus 5.00 point margin. And this is not a good team unless they get to playing against horrible teams. And, and I can't think of, unless you're probably unless you're burping and, and, and busting out your knee pads, you don't put them number five for any reason whatsoever, do you? No, Brooklyn is off.
2: <laughs> Brooklyn is flat out
1: off. They're done. You know, the best thing that could happen to them is if Curtis Lewa becomes the mayor of New York because he'll lift that vaccine mandate. And then we can get to see Kyrie again. And and then we can try to figure out how many games he's going to miss because he doesn't have an excuse. He won't have that excuse anymore. I don't like the Brooklyn Nets. They've only been good two years in my entire life. Um, They're not very good. And they keep bringing these guys in like Durant and James Harden. Everyone's talking about what happened to James Harden. James Harden earned his money and made his name on the free throw line. And they're not giving him calls right now. And when they or and they won't be the rest of the season. And you're not going to get there when you're making 17 turnovers in two games and you only get to the line nine times. That's rough.
2: Yeah. It's not looking. It, and on top of that field, it's just it's flat calling what it is. It's a bad roster.
1: Yes. Big mistakes. You know, big mistakes. What are you going to do with that bunch what are you gonna do with that bunch? Look at Phoenix—they're one-two and zero against the spread. They're one and two. Their point margin is minus ten point three three. What do you do with a team like Phoenix? There's number seven on this power ranking list, and I still don't know how. I don't think Phoenix has played bad though. You know, they just play
2: against pretty good opponents. Um, Mikhail Bridges—he—he's been playing pretty good. Yep. I but I think okay, should I say? I think we may be seeing the beginning of the end of old CP3.
1: That's possible. That's, it it should have <laughs> happened already.
2: I think, yeah, I think we're seeing the uh, beginning
1: of the end of old, old Chris Paul there. Yeah, he doesn't look good. Doesn't I mean, look good I mean, at all, man. It's doesn't. early, I know, and he played back-to-back nights, which was good for him. But at the end of the day, I, I think his time has come, and, you know, he's never going to take a role like, It took four years for Carmelo Anthony to figure out. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do with that team? But as long as he's in a uniform, he's going to get his minutes, though. Because he, look how much they pay him. I wouldn't give Chris Paul a nickel to jump in front of a train. oh man you know what i mean no i mean think about it now we i pick on some guys what do they want jimmy butler mainly what is jimmy butler one what is chris paul one chris paul was on one of the best teams they could have put together in Clipperland, and he couldn't get it done there now he he lim- he he did it he pulled a russell westbrook and dragged the Oklahoma City Thunder into the playoffs, and he did knock off Houston in that first round. You know, a little, if if there's some vengeance involved, Chris Paul is the man. But there's just not enough vengeance to go around for an entire regular season. And Devin Booker, Devin Booker's off to a slow start, but their defense has been bad. But the under in these games. Phoenix is 2-1-0 when it comes down to the under, so that's not a bad thing. It is what it is. Is there any other team that we haven't talked about that we should? I mean we,
2: we, we've gone through
1: a lot. Uh, the Bucks. We haven't talked about the Bucs. Yeah, we? we
2: haven't talked talk about the Bucs. They're getting a tails kick right now.
1: Yeah. To...
2: Oh, I know a team, the Timberwolves.
1: Ugh. 1-2-0 <laughs> against the spread, but again, I picked them today, so... Uh, it yeah. could it could be one of those things, right?
2: Yeah, cause they 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 they, they taking them to the wood. They taking me walking to the woodshed right
1: now. Yes, they are. All my picks are going to the woodshed today. But but that's all. But that's where we're at. It's only halftime. The NBA is a fourth quarter league, so never forget that. But I like Minnesota a little bit. Let me see how the the stats are though for their their uh, they're one two and zero against the spread, and they're two and one as a team, and they're. And the, uh, the under is 3-0. and They've been playing defense. But I don't think they beat the Bucs tonight. I think the Bucks smashed them. I, I truly think. Th- and they're playing if 5-serve too, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, they're just off to a slow start. But at the end of the day, I like the Bucks a lot more than I like any of the other teams that we've talked about. Only because I like Giannis. And, and Grayson Allen has found a spot. And he hasn't tripped anybody yet. And, and that's a good thing. Because Budenholzer, the one thing that Budenholzer has to have is a white boy in the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, 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 you as know, I think about it, yeah, you're great. I,
1: <laughs> but it's I, true, you know, Grayson Allen, trip him, he, he might be tripping sometimes, but you know what? He's been good for them. Will it continue? I don't know, but I don't think it even matters once Drew Holiday comes back, Grayson We'll be back on the bench, coming off the bench, doing his thing. That's nice. But you got okay, so go ahead. Let's do the let's do the uh Minnesota team now. What do you what do you like about that team exactly? How
2: about like Anthony Elms, man?
1: Now that's like... the guy I like. Carl Anthony Towns. He's like man. on my dead to me list. I just don't man. get him. Yeah, that
2: bum got one rebound tonight.
1: Oh, just one rebound in, in yeah. twenty five minutes?
2: Yeah, it's
0: just yeah, it's just uh
1: Nas yep. Reed, you know I can see Carl Anthony Towns asking for a trade, but I just don't think he's that guy. I
2: don't think he's that guy either, man. I, I just never
1: did. And they have Patrick Beverly there too. Yeah, he would be.
2: He would be a good player on a, on the. He would be the, on a, on another team. I, he want, He don't need to be the best player. Put out. He don't need to be the best player on the team. No, that's just the bottom line. He, no. he don't need to be the best player on the team.
1: Anthony Edwards is the best player on that team. You know what? Yes, he is. And the most mature. Joshua Colge is pretty good, too. And Jaden McDaniels has had a good year so far. You know what? I I don't mean to pick up Carl Anthony Towns, but look, man. (laughs) You don't go up to the front office and say, trade Jimmy Butler because he shagged my girlfriend. You know what you do? You kick his ass in the locker room and call it a day. And fix it. But, but he's not that guy, is he?
2: Nah, man. And you know what? You're not the first person I've heard say that. And he definitely won't be the last. But I heard a lot of people just, you know, he just, they just feel like he's a loser. You just feel like he's weak. He's soft. He's not that, quote-unquote, that guy. No. Like you he, he's,
1: he's not that guy. He's not that guy. And I don't mean to get personal or pick on the guy. But at the end of the day, he, he's – He's one excuse after another. I know he lost his parents, and I know he's hooking up now with some trick, uh, whatever her name is, the one that Tristan Thompson is with, that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know what? Tricks follow tricks. You know that. And, and, and just the way it is. But the Philadelphia 76ers, let's finish up with them. Uh, they are 2-2-0 against the spread. They're 2-2 and overall. The under is 3-1, and and they have a positive point margin. Eh. What What's going to happen there with Ben Simmons? This is going to drag out and just be just complete foolishness for a very long time, I feel.
2: Yeah, it is, man. And the sisters are not going to be able to prosper until it gets resolved. You, I mean, and you feel bad about the players that's there. That has nothing to do with this foolishness. Uh, but Daryl Morey, he's an ego guy. Sure is. Doc Rivers an ego guy, and Ben Simmons is an ego guy. So you got three ego guys having one big problem, trying to get three different solutions, and it ain't going to happen.
1: Well, you know what, though? Of the three, Ben Simmons is the only one who should be having an ego because he's better at his job than the other two (laughs) are (laughs) theirs.
2: And you know uh, what? I don't blame Ben Simmons. Like, okay, you know, you got some of the punys, old school, like you need to show up to do this. They've been trying to trade them for two years. Now, what's the problem? (laughs) What's the issue now? You're not you're not gonna get equal value back. They just call a spade a spade because teams know you're trying to trade them. They're not gonna give you an all-star back. They're not gonna give you this, that, and the other back. They may throw some draft picks, they may throw, you know, give you some some salary matching guys. Cause in the NBA, cause look, Ben Simmons making what thirty three million this year. That's two bum players and two draft picks. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. <laughs> People think the, the salary cap thing. Yeah, that, that's all that is. You can get a guy. Uh, you can get anybody making fifteen million. Somebody else making fifteen, and uh, throwing some draft picks. You gotta make it work. They gotta do what's best for the organization, not for their egos. And until that happens. They're not, and you feel bad because I watched the the other night, and they played okay. They played all right. They did. They played. I watched them the other night. I like Tyrese Maxey. I think he's gonna come into it. I think that's the guy. That's the key. He's gonna come into his own. I'm not a big fan of Tobias Harris. I just think he's a guy. Uh, he's in the Aaron Gordon category of guys. Um, that's the one who shouldn't have got the the big paycheck. Yeah, he was playing well or whatever, but. He's just another guy, in, in my opinion. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, outside of uh, outside of Embiid, I think he's the best player on their team. He actually runs the show uh, for Philadelphia. He gets some guys in position, and, and he can score the and he can score the basketball. But until those three egos get together for one solution, like I said, they're gonna continue to, to flounder and hover around five Because and 'cause they're not. If you look at the whole. Ben Simmons made them very talented. Take Ben Simmons off the team. Now you got to have a, a – now it's got to be a team situation. You know what I'm saying? They can win games and beat out Ben Simmons in, vice versa. You're not going to be able to do that night in and night out without Ben Simmons because he does so much. Almost like a Draymond Green situation in Golden State. So uh, Philadelphia, God bless them. I hate that Trey Young did that to him and just – Brought the whole franchise in shambles. Now, how about the whole city? All these sports teams stink. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> on hockey fan. I don't know what the Flyers are doing, but the Phillies, the Eagles, the Six. my God.
1: Well, the Phillies <laughs> the Phillies are a Bryce Harper thing. You know, uh, Washington won the World Series the year he left. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just another thing. But you know what bothers me the most about the Philadelphia 76ers, though, is that they're taken to Twitter. You know what? Why don't you just call the man up and talk to him? He's your brother, right? Uh huh. Don't go to Twitter. See, these guys, you know, the problem is is they don't have a leader in that locker room. And Joel Embiid is a nice player. He's a monster. Let's face it, he's a beast. He's a big load, but he ain't no leader. He ain't never been a leader. He sat so many games. You know, I, uh, you know something? Stay off Twitter, call your guy and say, hey, cool, let, let's go play. Or whatever. Oh, come on. Joel Embiid, really? Trust the process? I never trusted that process. And I'm not going to trust it now. Because we see what that process is. They didn't trust it so much. They brought in Daryl Morey. And Daryl Morey, he's he's put together some teams. But most of them end up disintegrating right before their eyes. Before his own eyes. And, And that's just the way it is. We got a football game Sunday night, Jay. Let's wrap this up. Cowboys, Vikings... Cowboys are a minus two and a half point favorite on the road. And the total is 55 points. Uh, I talked about this. I talked about the Cowboys on Monday's show. I still think they're. The, I think they're the best team in the, in the NFL this year.
2: Yeah. I. You know, me as a Cowboys fan, if I say that I'm just a homer, but I actually believe it this year. It's been years. I've been wishing and praying and, right. you know, hoping, but, I look at them play. It's a, it's just a different team that I've seen in years past. Uh, it, the stupid mistakes are gone. The beating themselves are gone. The late drive situations, giving up crazy plays are gone. They are going out there and winning games and beating people up.
1: Oh yeah, they're they, leading the league in freaking points scored, by the way.
2: Yeah, and they, and that's what they're doing. Like they're being. They're being teams up on both sides of the ball. Uh, Trayvon Diggs probably may win your defensive player of the year with his interceptions. Um, but they're getting the pass rush. Like Randy Gregory has has done a phenomenal job. Michael Parsons may win defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Zach that 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 Prescott has full control and command. Him and Kelly Moore are in sync like no other. Right. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, Romo has been as good as Dak is right now. Nobody Romo's never has. been as good.
1: Nobody in Dallas history has been as good. Maybe Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach.
2: Which thing with Troy Aikman was, Troy Aikman sucked during the regular season. Troy Aikman time was playoffs. Right. So, Troy Aikman, so, Troy, you go look at his stats, Troy Aikman time playoffs. Maybe Roger Staubach. But Dak has full command. And he, I give credit, credit to Jerry Jones. I was listening to Colin Cowherd the other day. He said what the Cowboys have done the last three years is what you're supposed to do as an NFL team. They've made – they got championship players on rookie contracts. That's how you win a championship. He got championship players. The only people making money on that team is Dak. You got to pay your quarterback. And maybe Ezekiel Elliott. But you got also got Tony Pollard. So, therefore, combined, you got two running backs making $14 million or something like that. That's it. Everybody else on rookie contracts or free AC contracts. So that's, that's how you make, that's how you get a team like that, man. So that guy, one of Jerry Jones, that he get a lot of flack, but his drafting has been phenomenal. You in the same draft, you get a CD lamb and a Trayvon Diggs. Turn back around and you get a Michael Parsons. Like, credit, man, you gotta give credit to Jerry Jones on this, man. So I think they're going to go into Minnesota. I think they're going to steamroll the Vikings. Vikings going to throw it, try and throw it. They went to Minnesota last year and beat the Vikings without that. So I, I, <laughs> I just want to know how they just two points. It should be more than that. But I tell you what, Phil, I'm taking those two points and I'm going to the pay window.
1: I, I would think you should, you know, I would hit the counter with the Cowboys too. The Vikings are a good football team. You know, Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. He's just not a winning quarterback, and, and that's the problem. You know, They've won two straight over a team, Carolina, and they had to go to overtime with them, and that team is in real trouble without McCaffrey. And, and Detroit, they barely won, 1917. They lost to Cleveland, which is no big deal. I mean, that's okay. But they did beat Seattle, which isn't that big a thing. They did play the Cardinals close one point, but they're not going to cover that at home. Dallas is on a mission to be the best team in football, and I think they already are. But the defense is what's really done it. This digs, amazing kid, really just amazing. So I suppose, I, you know, I I would say Cowboys for sure. You know, maybe the spread will even go down further, you know, and it could even go down to like one and a half. If it does, whatever. Uh, I have a feeling it
2: may go up some. I'm going to lock this 2.8 right now.
1: Okay, well, that's okay. You know what you do? The the play you want to do, it, it, the Cowboys on the money line is only minus 125. You know, then you don't have to fool around with them damn uh, spreads in total. Uh, yeah, if it goes over Vegas. three and a half, forget about it. Play mm. the money line. That's not going to change much. Um, it's close. You know, uh, Vikings is a plus 105. So Vegas doesn't really know who's going to win this game. And, and I guess it just depends on Dak Prescott's health. He's listed as questionable, but he's going to play. He, I mean, he's going to play. I, they had a, they're had they coming off a bye. They're rested. And that team looks pretty good, though, and I think they're going to roll. They don't ever average 470 yards per game offense. That's just crazy. Good stuff tonight, man. Hey,
2: man, I had fun, man. I missed you, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. I missed me too. But you know what? Sometimes that shit happens, but You can find Jamie over at Mr. Out of Line over on Twitter. That's the place. And look for his podcast, the Gooniverse Podcast, soon. Sign up, subscribe, and hit it. For real. You know, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting this show. PlayUp is your best bet. Don't forget Cash with Flash. I've got all the different uh, packages per sport over at CashWithFlash.com. Hit those links. And cash with flash. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you,
0: my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank. You. Thanks for listening to the Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.